Welcome back inside of this week's episode of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and this week I am pleased to be joined by Ted Jennings out of Happy Cans out of Phoenix, Arizona. Ted, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Sure. Happy to be here. Awesome. So, Ted, before we get into the details of your business, back in 2020, that's when you launched your company. How did you find Trash Bin Cleaning? Um, there were um, there was a family with a couple of boys in the neighborhood, and they would occasionally clean trash cans with a little pressure washer. And um, so I would have my boys do that from time to time. And then when 2020 hit, and my teenage boys, no restaurants open, so kind of hard to get a teenage job. I was getting them to start doing trash can cleaning um, with just a little $90 pressure washer. And uh, and that's kind of how it started for me. And then once you started offering the service like that, did it pick up right away to the point where you were thinking maybe you needed to maybe redesign your system and kind of help you grow that way? Yeah, I mean, I I started doing it because my sales position with the company I was working for as an independent rep went, well, hospitals were, were no, I was a medical device rep and hospitals were no longer allowing medical device reps in the hospital. So I couldn't sell. So as I had been helping my boys, I kind of was thinking, well, I guess I can do this too. And so I started doing it, but just as something to do and make a little bit of money. And then I started to realize that people, they really, we're looking for this type of service and it wasn't being met. So once I realized that and thought, okay, maybe I need to put a little bit more effort into it. Then I started looking at other options as far as equipment and things like that. Could you perhaps maybe give our audience a timeline of your equipment? Cause we didn't meet you to 2021. That's when you got the SB4 PTO. But at that point you had already had hundreds of customers. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I first started with a $90 pressure washer that I bought off of Amazon. Um, but that was, you know, obviously very temporary. And then once I realized I need to put a little time and effort and money into it, I found a, a used unit. I don't even remember the name of the manufacturer, um, but it was inexpensive and that was what I was looking for. And so I started with that and then I realized I needed something better, something that had hot water. So I designed my own with a friend of mine who welds and we put together just this box with a Bolandi spray head and, uh, and a tipper to put the trash can on. And it just sat on the back of the tailgate. And I did that for uh, a little while until I was getting too tired lifting that, the, the trash cans myself. Uh, and that's when I looked into sparkling bins and, and the SB4 PTO. And I believe you and I first spoke June of 2021. You got your truck in November of 2021 and appreciated the patience as we dealt with the supply chain issues. During that summer, did you really see it pick up to the point where you were like, okay, at this point, I'm going to exceed the capacity. Was it a steady growth? And has that continued as you went into 2022? With the system that I had, I was busting at the seams. And so I was very ready to get the, uh, the PTO. Then in the winter, it, it slows down some, but here in Phoenix, you know, it, it, it doesn't freeze over. So we still get customers. And, um, but then, yeah, this, this summer has, you know, dramatically increased um, just because I have greater capacity and more name recognition and, 
you know, just you get momentum going with your marketing. Yeah, Happy Can's definitely a great brand. I know from the beginning, you wanted to make your second truck look very similar to the first. So we were able to do that and allow you to continue growing your brand. Considering you're out in Phoenix, Arizona, there's obviously millions of homes. How did you focus your service radius? Like how wide would you say it is? And how many calls do you think you get that are outside of your service radius? And how do you go about approaching those folks that you don't want to obviously lose them as a potential customer, but it's also important, of course, to keep your service radius tight. So at first I just did in my area. So Gilbert, Arizona, Queen Creek, Arizona. Um, and I didn't really have a plan because I wasn't planning on COVID. <laughs> so um, I kind of had to make the plan as I went along. And I, I learned pretty quickly that if you're driving 15 minutes passing all these other homes, you're driving like 15 minutes to do one house and then 10 minutes to another and that you're just wasting time and gas. And so you have to, sometimes you have to give up customers that may be outside of what makes sense for you so that you can keep a tight route and, and just be disciplined. And so I, I realized I'm driving all over the place and I'm not making the money per hour that I need to. And so I've just got to reduce that geography and not accept everyone and say, yeah, sorry, you know, just, uh, we're not servicing your area yet. We'll get there eventually. But, um, density is, is the most important thing when you're putting a route together. You mentioned that since you're in Arizona, it's pretty warm year round, not the coldest of climates during the winter time. What type of subscriptions do you offer for your company monthly, quarterly, and which of those do you think stands out the most for your business? So I offer monthly, every other month, and quarterly. And I actually used to offer every six months, but I stopped doing that. Uh, quarterly, by far, is uh, the one that people sign up for the most. And then every other month and monthly are about the same. Awesome. And I know when you first started, obviously, you're owner-operator. Is that where you're still at right now? Are you still out cleaning the cans or do you have some help sometimes? How does that work for you? So I have a full-time tech now uh, that runs the the PTO. And then uh, a couple months ago, I bought an old used unit and I run that when I need to. Just some days are heavier than others. And as much as you'd like to be able to control it, you're, you can't. Um, and so on those days where there's overflow, then I, I pick up the cleaning. That's awesome. With the, with the use truck. And how was it finding your technician? Was it somebody you knew? Was it just organically? What was that process like? Because I know that's a big topic for a lot of folks when you get to the point where you're no longer being the only one cleaning, finding the right fit for your company. So my first tech, I hired in April of 2022, and he was a friend of a friend, and he worked at, at a seasonal job putting up Christmas lights. And so in April, he was off season. So uh, I got a referral from my friend's friend who was the business owner of the Christmas light uh, setup company. And, you know, the understanding was, hey, in September, he's going to come back and work for me, obviously, if he wants to. And so he did, he did a great job through the summer and he went and worked for uh, the guy that I found him from. And then I just the next for the tech I have now, I just put it out on Facebook to just on my personal Facebook and said, Hey, I'm looking for a tech, you know, this is 
what it pays, uh, hours, that sort of thing. And a friend of mine, his wife saw it and he called me up and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for something. And I do seasonal work. It goes from January to, to June and would love to work with you, you know, into January. So just kind of word of mouth um, is how I've gotten tech so far. And for you, as you've hired folks, what type of traits are you looking for somebody that's going to represent your company out in the field? I mean, reliable um, and hardworking are probably the most important. Um, obviously, can't be a germaphobe. Um, that is a question I ask because, yeah. you know, you don't want to get somebody started and they're like, oh, this is icky. <laughs> um, and so um, and teachable, you know, willing to willing to, to learn and you know, you start it and there's, there's ongoing training. It's not just the first day and, and then I let them lose. So I do ongoing training. That's awesome. And I think it's very important to point out germaphobe because some people are like, great, I'll be in a truck. I won't talk to people all day. And then you get to your first nasty trash bin and that can change some different receptions of the job description. For you, Ted, as you've grown now for two years being in business, what's the public perception been like throughout your area? I mean, the response is, is almost always positive. It's like, wow, I never knew this existed or I didn't know I needed this service um, until I actually tried it. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost all positive. Occasionally you'll get somebody that's worried that you're dumping their, the, the dirty water in front of their house and stuff like that. And so once you work through that, which is pretty easy, you know, there's really no issues. It's all, it's all positive. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Ted Jennings out of Happy Cans, Phoenix, Arizona. He started his company in 2020. Now he runs two trucks throughout the area as he continues to grow. Ted, for you, you know, we we're looking into your company, obviously. Before we had you come on, you have over 300 Google reviews, all five stars. How do you gain those? Are you paying for a service? Is that just follow up? Because obviously that's a phenomenal number to be at. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I have a friend who does digital marketing, and uh, so I I hired him, and he has a system. And basically, it's he emails customers after the uh, the service has been completed, and and we ask for reviews. I've also recently started doing something that I got from another company I saw, uh, where I'm we put on the trash can after the job has been completed you know, thank you for your business. Um, we let us know how you feel on Google, Facebook, next door, and we'll tip our, our driver, uh, five bucks on your behalf. So I've just started that out and I'm still seeing how it goes. Um, it's, I've gotten some response, you know, not enough to really, I guess, make a judgment on whether it's working or not. I like that though. I haven't heard of it. And I'm sure, you know, I know for our drivers, we do get folks that call in and they're raving about them, their attention to detail or how kind they were. So I think that's a good way. I mean, we personally, for our drivers, because they do get so many people approaching them, if they sign somebody up, they do get you know $10 cash to maybe incentivize them to also just sign somebody up right on the spot, which is something I think a lot of us know. People approach you, I'm sure, from your days when you were cleaning cans or even when you hop out now. Did you feel like a lot of people were coming up to you while you were out there? Oh, yeah. I mean... You get a handful, depending on how long the route is, but you get a handful every day. Um, 
people never never seen that or they wonder if it's a city service and you say no hey let me get you get you a flyer that sort of thing so yeah it happens all the time when i was looking on your website ted i saw that you offer ten dollars off for the first visit is that something you just started implementing or has that always been something that happy cans has practiced i've been doing the ten dollars off um i think since april of this year before that i would do even bigger discounts. Um, I mean, I actually started doing $20 for two cans on a one time because my thinking was, and I've been in sales and marketing my whole career. So it's like at Costco, Costco has those people that offer samples. The whole idea is that, Hey, get them to taste it and then they'll go buy it or at least a certain percentage will. And so I didn't want to do it for free because there's, a cost to that. So I offered it at something that I thought people would be willing to spend. Oh, 20 bucks to have my trash cans clean. Sure. So I did that. That's, that's how I started. And that's how I, I got people, uh, you know, a lot of people would only do one time, but you get people that sign up for service plan as well. And so it, and then people afterwards, you know, it's been three months, they'll, they'll call up or I'll email. I do a, a regular email trying to connect with customers that haven't had the service in a while. So it's offer it at a, at a low expense or one that they're willing to pay and then get them to try it out, get them to have that taste of it so that you can get them on a service plan. I like that a lot because to your point free, it's just, you don't know how nasty that bin will be. So at least you get something out of it. And I think for our industry, a lot of it's repetition when it comes to marketing, just being repetitive because people see the idea, they like it, they don't call in. I know your background, sales and marketing, you have a buddy who helps you with the marketing aspects. Have you guys together figured out, whether it's social media, whether it's Everydoor direct mail, what's worked best for you guys in terms of acquiring customers? So I, um, I mean, search engine optimization, um, I've done Google ads and, and I wasn't real happy with the results on the Google ads. Uh, I also did... Facebook ads, uh, hired someone to do that. Um, and, and that worked really well. I've just kind of shut it off cause it's starting to cool down. Um, but my main source of, of customers is flyers on trash cans. Um, and I have a little electric skateboard that I ride around and, and I still do it. I'm putting flyers on trash cans and, and that's been my main source of customer acquisition. I know it's difficult because we're doing a podcast. Could you maybe detail a little bit of what's on that flyer, like size wise, or maybe what for information you put on it? Sure. It's a, it's a four by six. Um, it's front and back. It, it doesn't give all the information because you can't give all the information. So you're just trying to get the customer to either scan that QR code or to go to the website or to look you up on Google. But you put, you know, obviously what it is, you're, you're cleaning trash cans, maybe a little, a quick little um, tagline or something like that, you know, $10 off your first service. So you're trying to, okay, well, what does it cost? You're trying to get them to think about it a little bit and you put it on the trash can because that's where the problem is. You want to provide a solution right where they're having the problem. Um, and so on the backside is the happy can story. 
Um, and then there's a, a picture of me with the truck so that people see that it's not just some, you know, teenage kid with a pressure washer. Um, it also has some information about how it's clean, but it's like super brief just so that people get an idea that it's not just some kid with a pressure washer dumping the dirty water in the gutter. It's a solid teaser because it does get people enticed to come back and maybe give you a call. As you've grown the business, Ted, do you feel like most people go to your website first? Do they call in? What type of mixture do you get from people? Because I mean, at least for me, I feel like a lot of folks call us because they are intrigued by it. They just don't necessarily go right to the website. Maybe you don't have exact numbers off the top of your head, but do you have a feel for, okay, most people do call in before signing up or they just go right to the website? Almost all people go either to the website or they scan the QR code on the flyer and the flyer takes them directly to the order form. And, and so the people that call me are ones that maybe are not as comfortable on the internet or they have some questions that the, that they didn't see on the website or on the flyer. And so they're calling to ask a couple of questions and just to kind of, you know, feel comfortable with it. Understood. That makes sense. Some people need to at least walk through it before they give their credit card somewhere. In your two years of yeah. experience, Ted, what type of advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get into this industry? So I, when I was first starting, I talked to somebody who had done it for about five years and had gotten out of the business. And he basically said, if you put in full-time effort, you'll get full-time results. If you put in part-time effort, you'll get part-time results. And so if you put in effort, you will get results. It's just a matter of what results do you want and how much time are you willing to put into it? So it, it will work if you put the effort in. Not everything will work. I, I did some marketing that I wasted money on and, and some of that just is, you know, it's tuition in the, in the school of hard knocks, I guess. But, um, if you work, if you work it, it will work, but it's not quick money. It's not, you know, it's not without its problems. You know, you've got equipment that you've got to maintain and, and different things. So, um, but it will it will work if you put your effort into it and, and keep trying. Awesome advice. And as you guys continue to grow two trucks in two years, Ted, what's your five to 10 year plan for happy cans? Um, I don't know that I have a five to 10 year plan. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I thought I had a plan, you know, after I, I decided, okay, I'm going to really do this. And that plan already has not worked out like I thought. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing what I know works and, and grow it. Um, I, I mean, there's a point at which you wonder, you know, before you hire somebody, okay, I could just stop all my marketing, just maintain the customers that I have. I'll get some by word of mouth and search engine, but it won't grow as fast. I won't be doing active marketing. But it's just going to grow. So I decided to just embrace the growth and, and really push it. And so I'm just, I'm just going to keep growing it. And when I need another truck, I'll get another truck. I mean, I'm in line to get another truck. Um, and, and so it's just, just try and keep growing it and, and see what happens. I mean, you, you try and look for the to the future, but um, you can't always anticipate things. So 
I, I don't have a great answer for you on that. I'm sorry. No, but I like <laughs> it because it was honest. You know, some people, you just don't. You don't know where it's going to take you. And sometimes it's a pleasant surprise. Sometimes it's not, but it's just how you react to it. And I think for you, Ted, considering you started in 2020 during COVID, which is a tough time to launch anything, and that you found success, I mean, I think that's a great story in its own right. Thank you. No problem. Well, once again, Ted Jennings from Happy Cans out of Phoenix, Arizona. Ted, thank you so much for taking some time to join us on Trash Chatter today. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Trash Chatter. You can check us out on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you call into our office and say that you listen to Trash Chatter on one of those platforms, we'll send you out a free hat. It's pictured right here. We'll also make sure to drop a picture of it so you can see what type of prizes you can win when you call in and say that you tuned into Trash Chatter. Thanks again, Ted. 